We need bits. <laughs> Welcome everybody back to another hot installment of uh, Red Wine Mystery Stories, the fastest growing podcast in this universe, or maybe other universes, maybe all the universes, right? Sure, we can only hope. One can only hope. I'm Patrick M. Dunn. You probably remember me from the previous eps. And who am I here with today? Who am I? Who do I have the pleasure sitting in the mystery manor with today? Jill Buck, as always. Yeah, <laughs> live from Mystery Manor. Yeah, at the nexus of the universe. Location Dis- unknown. Unknown. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say disclosed. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? We don't know. We literally don't know what we're doing. We're just like figuring this out as we go. It's is, true. Yeah, it's fine. Fly by the seat of our pants. Yes. So if uh, if you think we are great, uh, find us on Twitter at Red Wine Mystery. And what's our email address? Redwinemysteries at gmail.com. Uh, and the same, was it redwinemysteries.tumblr.com? That's where you can listen to past eps and... I believe so. See hot pics of us doing fun things. Hopefully. <laughs> Eating donuts. Mm, donuts. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Peace, Love, and Donuts in Myrtle Beach. Uh, official, unof- I mean, sorry, unofficial sponsor of the podcast. Yeah. But... <laughs> they probably want nothing to do with this. <laughs> uh, sponsor of... <clears throat> Killing our hunger. They're yep. like Snickers. Yep. They, they, I think they do a Snick Jagger. Shout they, out to Snick yeah, Jagger. Yeah, they have a Snick Jagger. Yeah, that's one of their uh, their specialties. Yep. Snickers and chocolate. And it looked delicious. We did not get that one today, but we may have to go back again for a second round. Yes. Um, you know, to go with our second round of mimosas. We're going to teleport in our teleportation devices and go there later. Mm-hmm. To enjoy, but uh, if this is your first time listening to Red White Mystery Stories, this is the podcast in which we uh, combine two of our favorite things. I think, well, two of many of our favorite things, but yes, yeah, uh, we we had to pick two things that we like, and we decided booze and mystery. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and it seems to be a good combination, at least for us. Yeah, it hopefully works. it is for you as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, and if you're here for in-depth analysis of mystery uh this is probably not the podcast for you but if you want to hear casual banter maybe an argument um <laughs> who knows you never know what you're gonna get on red white mystery stories it's a it's, it's a crash it's a thrill ride it's yeah. like a like a roller coaster mm-hmm. of emotions <laughs> but all right we're going into this um we don't know what we're gonna talk about for mystery so we wrote down a bunch of mysteries we put them in a hat a teal blue hat we're gonna shake it up um, and then we're going to pull the bench. Can you hear it? Can you hear the, the shaking noise? Yeah. All right. Do you want me to pull the one out? Pull one I out. Think, I think you pulled pull out the one. Pull it out, out, Patrick. Pull I it. just pulled out. I just pulled out and prayed. <laughs> and today, oh, I can read it through. All right. This is good. This is a good one. Oh, what's, what's we got? The Thames Torso Murders, or Murders. Ooh, I really don't re- know anything about this. Yeah. Um, I think you did some research at one point when you added it to our list. Yeah, I watched it. A, a, the reason why I added it, so like we all know Jack the Ripper, feature up. Well, yep. Definitely probably coming up really soon, hopefully. Hopefully. And Old Tommy Murders is my, my bread and butter. Uh, when yes. we, so when we think of old-timey murders of the late 1800s in London, our mind springs toward the mother load of true crime, Sir Sir Jack the Ripper. We just knighted him. Uh, <laughs> Might as well. I mean, everybody else is knighted. But it's possible, it's quite possible that our boy Jack, yes, he might have had some company. Between 1887 and 1889, a number of gruesome slayings uh, had taken over London, taken them by storm, and it's attributed to the Thames Torso Murderer. So we'll get into it in a bit, um, but, you know, I think before we get into the hot and heavy, we should 
just banter for a bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, any any um, paranoia things happen lately that you know about? Any sinkholes emerge? Any... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, aside from you texting me when we were driving down here that you stepped in a tiny sinkhole in your yeah. yard. Um, yeah. That was um, that was pretty <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I suppose right. is the word. Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, if you call back to a, a previous episode. Um, I believe it's called the fake sinkholes and imminent danger or something like that. Uh, episode four, I think it's episode four, but yeah, I just call it Patrick's paranoia. Yeah, so <laughs> we talk about Patrick's paranoia, which is a recurrent theme of this podcast. Um, I I have a fear of sinkholes. Sinkholes is something that's new to me. I didn't know anything about them until like six or seven years ago. Then I read about one that happened, and it scared the shit out of me. And he was convinced for a good long time that he was going to get into his car in the parking lot at work and... Just fall into um, the earth. Yeah, the whole car <laughs> was just going to be enveloped by a sinkhole and he was going to disappear and no one would know what happened to him. Yes. So the other day, true story. This is a true story. I went outside, took uh, my dog, Toby, uh, our security guard here. He protects us from the unknown forces that are all around us right now. Yeah. And at the... at M- M- Mystery Manor. Yeah. <laughs> Which literally is on the edge of a sinkhole. The sinkhole that I stepped into the other day. It was a tiny <laughs> one. Granted, it was tiny. It wasn't even really a sinkhole. What was it then? Um, it was just loose dirt because it had been raining. It really wasn't a sinkhole. Quicksand then? No, it wasn't quicksand. How come I, it, it has rained literally? You basically like stepped in a ditch. Like There, there was no ditch. <sighs> literally, it has rained my entire life and I have never like sunk into the ground. Ever. That's the first time it ever happened. I think that's because you don't go outside very often. I go outside <laughs> at least once a day. <laughs> uh, yes, to get in your car to go to work, maybe. Well, here at Mystery Manor, it, it's not safe around us. Uh, we are like Mystery Manor is literally perched on the edge of darkness. Um, yes, that that <laughs> goose, that pair of geese swimming by, they look awful menacing on that beautiful manicured pond hey you could lose a finger from a geese it, it's <laughs> happened before it'll happen again you never know they could be um spawns of satan himself they're <laughs> they're surveillance geese yes. they're just keeping tabs on us yeah they're robotic <laughs> <laughs> they're spies from another world <laughs> all right thames torso murder murders yeah. you ready for this, this is, is this the first time we're doing a murder or like an actual murder i feel like it might be um, I don't know. Write in and tell us if we've uh, done murders before. Yeah, we literally forget. I mean, we've done, we've talked about deaths and stuff, yeah. like odd deaths, but well, I don't think we've talked about out and out murder. Well, I mean, uh, the Kennedy curse involved murder. Uh, some, some folks of them were murdered. 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 Um, were they though? Like, well, like a lot of John F. Kennedy was murdered. He was murdered. Well, okay. Yeah. All right. That, that's, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. just because it was politically all, all motivated. I of, all I could think of, <laughs> all I could think of is the girl in the car going off the Chappaquiddick Bridge, oh. which I guess is like more manslaughter, maybe? Yeah. It wasn't intentional. Well, um, isn't, isn't there like a conspiracy, like the reason why? Massachusetts invented like men's like they laxed up their manslaughter laws was because of Ted Kennedy because they wanted to like get him up. That's my. I believe it. I, I believe it. I might have just made it up, but it's quite possible it's true. There is definitely some truth to this. Yeah. But um, we're gonna get into some fucking chilling murder right now. Scary ass old timey murder, which is my bread and butter. Yes. So you know about Jack the Ripper. You probably yep. seen From Hell the movie or read the comic book. Or just know about him in general, because he's... Yeah, I know about him in general. There's some other um, things that he's been themed in. Like, uh, 
Outer Limits, yeah. the newer version of The Outer Limits, um, had a few episodes that involved Jack the Ripper, but um, we would... Uh, excuse we'll be... me, excuse me, Sir Jack the Ripper. Oh yeah, sorry, <laughs> Sir, we have knighted him. Yeah. <laughs> but we can get into that in a future, an, a future episode. And we, we're working on getting a Jack the Ripper expert. Yes, yes. actually we have a um, special guest star for that episode, we just have to coordinate timing. Yeah, so we're working on that, we're um, writing letters, doing working up contracts and stuff. Yeah, and yep. yeah. So stay tuned, folks. Getting some FaceTime in. Yeah, it's very special guest. I think you're going to enjoy her. She's she's phenomenal. Yes, uh, expert in the subject. She watched three documentaries about it. So yes. Yes. she's got some fresh <laughs> intel. Yeah, that she just well, it was like a three part series, right? We think. We don't even know what she watched. She's, she she watched some serious documentary and is now like hooked on the subject. Yeah. So I think she's done some research of her own. She's yes. probably like off in London somewhere yeah. doing some field research. She's at a library right now. Like, yeah. Pulling down dusty books off a shelf. Like, yeah. She's got a pencil tucked behind her ear. Yeah. It's, she's probably like, the book hasn't been opened since Jack the Ripper times. Yep. And she's like the first one opening up right now. And, and there's just like a, there's a, a confession clue. in it. Yeah. There's like a confession from Jack the Ripper. Just like an idea did it <laughs> yeah it was me yeah and dropped a name i mean we're gonna she's dusting for prince yes she's a she's gonna be a cop too so right mm-hmm. she's trying to be a cop no she's like officially yeah okay well formed up and all that shit well this might be her first big case <laughs> solving Boom. the jack the ripper case in america of a crime that happened in london it like more a than 100 years ago <laughs> serious cold case file at this point i feel like yeah <laughs> it's so cold <laughs> it's colder than the temperature it is today <laughs> it is not cold it's in the 60s 60s is cold it is, right. oh <laughs> so you you know about the Thames River, right? The famous yes. London River. Yes. Um, it's probably dirty, I imagine. Well, probably most, polluted. I feel like most rivers are if they, you know, have any type of development near them. Well, I watched a, um, I watched something about old time a, vi- a video one time about old timey diseases, hmm. and the rivers there they used to, like back in the day there was like no legislation about like what you could just dump in the river so like right. people would just like piss and shit in the river and stuff so yeah. that river was just flowing with like all kinds of crazy diseases like gonorrhea and <laughs> <laughs> it's like you want to go for a swim you know it's a nice hot Dysentery, summer day yeah. delicious yeah next thing you know you're like vomiting and puking for the next like six days yeah <laughs> or it probably killed people too because oh i'm sure yeah, this is old timey times yep um, typhoid mary i think she was like more american than yeah. yeah who knows we don't know we don't know much about her no we don't <laughs> right. future app but thames river 1800s just london in 1800s in general was crazy because london is like it's a city the city's a strange place um <clears throat> we didn't really keep track of people good so you know people would just go to the city they would come from the countryside and they would get lost there and it's not like we knew like we kept track of like where people live so right yeah it wasn't we didn't have the documentation and surveillance that there is today so it was a little bit more chaotic and you know you, you could just disappear into nowhere and like just no one would ever know what happened to you yeah which is what happened and um so the first chilling evidence of a killer at large cropped up in may of 1887 picture the scene it's london springtime probably a little sweaty out no one reg- regularly bathed, so it was just probably a dank as fuck city. It probably stank. See, no, you said 1887, right? Yeah, 1887. See, now the article that I'm looking at, which could be completely misinformed, which 
I, I enjoy the title. It says Dismemberment in Victorian London. Yeah. Colon, the Thames Torso Murders. Thames. It's Thames. Thames. Sorry. <laughs> oh, but Pronunciation it, is not my strong suit. Anyway, it says, um, one of the most disturbing unsolved murder mysteries in London's history began on the morning of uh, the 5th of September, 1873. Yes. I'm going to jump back to that. Okay. Okay. All right. So, spoiler alert. Um, so... A number of murders happened between 1887 and 1889, right. and then when they started when they started piecing this together, they realized that it was similar to a few murders that happened a decade or so earlier. Yes, and it, it's I'm I kind of added that as an addendum because they called it they they, it, they think it's probably the same killer because mm-hmm. of the similarities in the murders, but the one that they name pointed the Thames torso murders happened between these two dates but I added it as an addendum so yeah because I found that very interesting um it was a policeman rowing on the river um found the left quarter of a woman's torso in some mud mm-hmm. and that's like seriously gruesome yeah see I think that was an isolated case that happened and okay. then they like linked it in with these later murders when they were like looking back at all the evidence and they're like wait a second this happened before oh dude in the same day another policeman Found the right side of a woman's torso floating in the water. Yeah, because... So, yeah, uh, uh, portions of lungs. Yeah, so they're finding body parts all over. Yeah, they're just like scattered body parts throughout the river and (laughs) muddy water area. (laughs) We're going to flash forward a decade in some years. So it's May 1887. Uh, Forensic investigations are so goddamn primitive at this point. So, like, detective work might as well be non-existent. And, like... This case and the Jack the Ripper case pretty much spawned the birth of Scotland Yard because I guess like leading up to this point, like police work kind of sucked. It was like mostly volunteers. Right. And people didn't get paid for this work. They weren't like skilled. They were probably just like burly men. And it's like, okay, like you could probably catch a criminal if you needed to. Like you had to tackle somebody. Right. Purse snatcher or whatnot. Yeah. But there really wasn't like detectives. Like people like didn't really go out in the field and try to like actually... Like, figure out who done it. Yeah. Yes. So, well, they also didn't have the technology. So, like, fingerprinting and DNA analysis and all those things weren't around yet. Yes. So, we're in an age, hot scoop, we're in an age where fingerprinting was a, like, before fingerprinting was a unique identifier. So, without a head, like, in, like, you know, oh, actually, kind of, let me get, let me rewind a little bit. Okay. All right. On this fateful day, in May of 1987, a group of workers discovered a female torso in the Thames River near the village of Rainham. <laughs> we know that town name because it's in Massachusetts. Yes. <laughs> and over the next several weeks, numerous body parts, allegedly from the same body, began cropping up all over town. So, like, they found some parts in the river. They found some body parts in an alleyway. They started, like, piecing it together. Uh, so they n- almost had a complete body minus the head and upper chest area. Uh, shocker, the victim was never identified. Shocking, yes. since there was no head. Yes. And that was pretty much their only way of identifying a victim at that point. Yes. Uh, and so th- they just, they kind of like assumed it was the same victim. I guess they had no concrete proof, but. Right. They were just like, well, these seem to fit together like a puzzle, so it must be the same person. Yes. Uh, so as I said, we're in an age that um, <clears throat> fingerprinting was n- not done, so. Investigators were baffled at who this lady was, who was dismembered and tossed into the icky waters of the Thames River. So before the mid-1800s, law enforcement officers, um, they just employed people with extraordinary visual memories. So they they called them camera eyes, people that had camera eyes. So they would 
they they would just identify like they would just round up people that were previously arrested hmm. in cases and they would just say all right do, do any of these people look like they could have done it so okay and they were all right i remember that guy from like something he did a similar type crime it could be him let's call him in for questioning Ooh, interesting yes so camera eyes sounds like a superhero to me um it, it does but it's probably more like eidetic memory type of yeah. situation or like photographic memory or mm -hmm. something like that or people that were just blowing smoke mm -hmm. you know it very well could be so like this was this is what they relied on just like people that had good memory <laughs> which is a very scary thought yes considering how much your your mind actually plays tricks with your memory mm-hmm and how incorrect things end up being from like eyewitness accounts and stuff like that. It's a scary thought to think of like how many people could have been falsely accused of crimes. Just because of camera eyes. Yeah. <laughs> These old timey superhero names. Camera but, eyes yeah. are watching you. <laughs> uh, all right. So hot, another hot scoop, hotter than my previous scoop. Um, they Around the 1870s, um, a French anthropologist, Alphonse Bertillon, Bertillon, actually. Mm -hmm. He devised a system to measure and record the dimensions of certain body parts of the body, like oh, bony parts of the body. Ooga. Ooh. So he believed that there were certain parts of the body that would never change during someone's life and that were mm -hmm. unique. Okay. As a society, we bought into the science, and the Bertillon, the Bertillon system is what it was called, and it was accepted for many years. And he became like a, like a household name to private dicks around the world. And they threw parades in his name, probably. <laughs> hmm. um, but the anthro, anthropometric is what I probably said that wrong. But that was the measurement system uh, that it never recovered from the events of 1903. When a man named Will West was sentenced to the U.S. penitentiary of Leavenworth, Kansas, they, they discovered a guy that had the same like Bertillon measurements of him. So there was two they discovered there was two people in the same world. Ooh. They believed this one guy was the perpetrator. Okay. And they're like, "Wait, these guys have the same like weird bone measurements. Like how how is this how is this possible?" So basically like they were of similar build and height. Yes. So some of their bones were the same length. Yes. Shocking. Yes. Um want to hear something even more shocking? Sure. Lay it on me. The other guy was also named Will West. <laughs> So there's two people named Will West Ooh, that had the same <laughs> bone measurements. They believed one of them was the perp, but now you have two people with the same name, the same bone measurements. Who Who is the perp? This is like, you know, identical twin shit where they're just like, their parents were lazy and were like, yeah, you're both named Will. All right, you want to hear something even crazier? Okay. They were identical twins that were, they were unaware of each other. Oh, they were like separated at birth. They were separated at birth. They they didn't they they literally had no idea that they were related, but they had the, and they had the same name. I guess I don't understand that's, it. Yeah, that's a little weird. That's like coincidental. Did their parents like okay, we're gonna give them both the same name and send them to different homes, and someday they'll find each other because they both have the same Maybe. name. Maybe we don't know. Who knows? But it's like really old rendition of the parent trap like. could be uh so this is this it gets even kind of weird here so this is when they were trying to figure out if like there is a difference between the two people so okay i don't know if it happened right away or if it happened sometime later but they decided to look at their fingerprints for some reason oh. and that's when they discovered that they were different oh yeah because your fingerprints can be um uh, influenced by different things that you encounter in your life like scars and things like that yes so this is 
kind of led to the path of fingerprinting here. Oh, fancy. So, I don't know. Hot scoop. Hot scoop. You only hear it. Someone get Ripley on the horn. Yeah. Because I don't know if I believe it <laughs> or not. Should we believe it? Um, I mean. I probably jumped up a lot of the facts, but. Yeah, I'll, I'll believe it. Okay, I believe it. Um, I feel like uh, the the ref on um, Celebrity Deathmatch, I'll allow it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to him. <laughs> anyway. Name Mel something. Mel. Yeah. No, Shit. Yeah. I can't remember, but whatever. Yeah, if you know the answer to this, email us at Ryan yes, Mysteries at please. This could, this could be, you know, like a fun fact that we revisit <laughs> on another episode. Yeah, maybe we'll do a, maybe we'll do a fantasy celebrity death match. Who knows? Ooh, <laughs> we can have a little trivia stuff. Yeah. Uh, w- all right. Will West versus Will West. Who, who, who do you pick to win? <laughs> oh, um, hmm. whoever actually did the murder. Okay. Well, we don't even know. We don't even know the crime they did because I, yeah. I didn't go that far into my sentence. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I, Sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just assuming murder. Yeah. Well, probably. <clears throat> if, he's in, if he's in a face in a prison sentence, tax evasion or murder. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. Anyway, uh, let's go back to our crime solvers across the pond. Um, mm-hmm. A uh, police surgeon, which is a fun title to me, <laughs> Dr. Bond, Thomas Bond. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he deduced that a creepy killer had to have contained a vast medical knowledge based on the way he sliced and diced the unidentified poor dame. Hmm. So, furthermore, our medical man was unable to determine a cause of death or able to prove a violent death, despite random body parts found as fish food. They, this is ridiculous. Unfortunately, the case had to be ruled as a mayor. The victim was found dead. They couldn't even okay. say murder. Like, they couldn't even say this person was murdered. They just say they had to, they found a person dead and dismembered. Interesting. Now, I, where he's bringing in the whole medical aspect of it, um, that just makes me think of the um, movie that I think was supposed to be loosely based on a, a real event. He used to utilize pretty much exclusively for medical um, training uh, corpses. Yeah. And they'd have to go to like hospitals and get them. And the fresher the corpse, obviously, the better it was for learning like anatomy and things like that. And um, there's a movie that I think is like loosely based on actual people that, you know, you'd, if you were the ones to bring the bodies to the, um, the respective like medical university or whatever, you'd get paid for it. So they were having trouble finding fresh bodies. So they started like killing like vagrants and stuff and And selling the bodies to them and selling the bodies to the medical school. Um, so it kind of makes you wonder, okay, well, what did, how did they dispose of the bodies after they were used at the school? Did they maybe just chop them up and throw them in the river? Yes. Yeah. I was kind of thinking that too, because as we mentioned, the Thames river was just like a dirty ass fucking river mm-hmm. and like people pissed and shit it and just threw their like mattresses and probably like, right, like Victorian dresses. Yeah. <laughs> shit they didn't need anymore. Right. They were like, get it, rid of this old corset. Yeah. Let's get rid of this like Charles Dickens book. Fuck <laughs> great expectations. I don't, this, <laughs> they probably like write a newer book by him and like, they, they hated it and just like, let's throw out his whole fucking Not previous so life. great expectations. <laughs> so it's like, you know what? You had, you possibly very well possibly could have had like med students mm-hmm. like learning about human anatomy and physiology and then just decided all right well what are we going to do with these this arm let's just throw it in the fucking mm-hmm. river because i don't know it's just going to float out to sea and right, I know, moby was, dick can eat it it was free <laughs> to do that but 
if you like then if you buried the corpse you then had to like pay for burial arrangements and have all that expense so the college was probably like yeah just check it in the river yeah and it's like it's just weird so mm. um a year and some months go by so a second victim was discovered a year later on september 11th of 1888 mm. when an arm belonging to a female was again discovered in the thames and how they knew it belonged to a lady i don't know like i don't know like how you find like an arm and just hey it's a lady's arm Maybe it didn't have work calluses on the hands. Maybe. It, just, it was like soft and tender skin. Especially mm, it had been floating in the water for a while. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. It's the detail slim on that front. And then weeks later after that, another arm was discovered off Lambeth Road. And alas, on October 2nd, a female torso was found on a construction site. Mm. This, is, this is a hot scoop right here. A construction site of the grounds that was to become... Scotland Yard! Oh. oh! So someone buried a fucking body part. Not even buried, just like threw a body part on Scotland Yard. So like, I don't know, was this like a fuck you to the this police is, who are working on like the case? This is like the origin of fuck the police. Yeah, <laughs> this is like old school NWA. Mm -hmm. Easy E, Ice Cube, D-R-E, MC Ren, and... DJ Yella? Did I just name them all? I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> all right, well. um, I'm so bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I missed a member of NWA, tweet us and tell us who I missed. Yeah, so please listen get... to our podcast and tell us if we get things wrong. <laughs> at Red Wine Mystery. All right. So again, Dr. Bond. Hello, my name is Dr. Bond. My grandson, James, is going to go on to become a very prominent mm -hmm. member of MI6. And save the world numerous times from annihilation of mass weapons of weapons of mass destruction and the like, the like kind. All well, getting it on with lots of ladies. Watch out for Jaws coming. He has uh, ra razor sharp teeth, and he's gonna bite your arm off. He could, he could he be? Could Jaws from James Bond movies be the Thames Torture River? Maybe he was like a baby at this point. I mean, he. Yeah, I feel like he would have been too young for this. Maybe he it was like his father or grandfather. Oh. And like there's just a mental disease that runs in the family and yeah. that's why he's all like murderous. But he ended up being a good guy in one of the James Bond films and I kind of like that. He had redemption. He had a redemption yeah, arc. Yeah, he totally did. He like helped James like save the world and it was like, dude, fucking amazing. Well, I mean... Because he, he realized the guy that he had been hired by to like, you know, kill off people and stuff was a major D-bag and he was going to kill off him and his um, little lady interest there, scientist woman. Well, to call back to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one time Spike and Buffy had a team up because Spike decided, hey, you know what? I don't want the world to end. Like, the world is a happy meal to me. It's true. Yeah, yeah. so like, why? Like, I'm going to die too. Like, why right. should the world end? Yep. Yeah, so like, I never understand, like, let's blow up the world plot for, like, villains because it's just like, hey, everyone's going to die. I know, including you. Yeah, this is... <laughs> We just poked a hole in a lot of movies right there. Yep, we did. Yeah, so yep. Jaws, we love that you had a redemption arc. Sorry they had to name a deadly shark after you. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of like... I'm sorry you had to wear those painful metal teeth yeah. that you could only wear for like a few seconds at a time. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Um, but anyway, uh, Dr. Bond, Dr. Bond, hello. I'm here in my ragtag crew of medical men. Uh, we struggled to come up with an actual cause for death again, once again. Um, we, we did determine, though, if there was a slayer at large here, the mm -hmm. slayer has to have some kind of medical knowledge leading, leading us to speculate, even to this day, this day in the future, <laughs> I'm still alive. 
I found everlasting youth, and I'm here in 2018 talking about this. He got it by slaughtering women and carving up their torsos. But as Patrick and Jillian previously mentioned, it's possible that these could have been medical cadavers, possibly used by medical students, and they were poorly disposed of, because, well, just chucking shit into a river seemed kind of like an 1800s thing to do, right? Seriously. But a body, a torso, found in Scotland Yard, how bizarre. How bizarre. (laughs) How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. bizarre. All right, so 1888, it's often known as the Year of the Ripper. But by 1889, things began to dwindle on the Ripper front. Although at one point in time, investigators tried to link these two cases together, but well, as... As Jack the Ripper Paranoia dwindled, the Thames River Torso-er. Torso-er? It's like, shall we call him? Sure. I just wanted to, like, have it rhyme. <laughs> mm-hmm, that, yeah, but... Mm, that was still torso-er the Torso-er is just... Mm, <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue like Jack the Ripper. Okay, well, whatever. Whatever we're going to call him, his stuff was still a buzz. It's still going on. So on June 4th... 1889, part of a female torso was fished out of the Thames River near Horsley Down, which to me is a super jovial name. I don't know about you. Yeah, it, it's very jovial. I'll yeah. go with that. <laughs> and around the same time, a goddamn left leg was found not too far away under the Albert Bridge in Chelsea. Hmm. And within a week, more body parts discovered up and down the Thames or, uh, or nearby. And to quote the great Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> you get a leg, and you get a leg, and you get a leg. So it was just fucking legs all over the place. And arms, so she's also giving away arms. She's giving away an arm and a leg. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just envision, like, somebody at, like, the head of the river, um, you know, coming from the medical school with just, like... A bag old, of body parts? Well, no, I was thinking, like, an old wooden cart. Oh. You know, um, just, like, full of body parts, lots of arms and legs and shit, and they just, like, roll over to the river and just dump it in, like, a wheelbarrow, you know, and it's just, like, body parts <laughs> floating downstream. And do you think, like, some could have, like, fallen off? Like, they were going by, like, Scotland Yard? And yeah, like a, and it's just, like, an arm fell Like a left out. torso fell yeah. off, and they, they're like, oh, shit. And they didn't want to, like, touch it, so they just, like, kicked it under, so, yeah. like... They're just like, eh, we're going to keep moving. It's fine where it is. It'll <laughs> yeah. decompose there. Yeah. You know what? They're doing construction. They're not going to find it. They're yeah. going to pour It'll cement just, over it. Yeah. It's just going to get covered up by dirt. Nobody's yeah. going to know. Meanwhile, Nobody's going to care. Yeah. And then like they find it like a few days later and they're like, oh shit. Uh, you know what? Our, our, our like manager over at the uh, medical cadaver office is going to be like, you fucking drop body parts all over. Yep. You know, I, I feel like they wouldn't have cared though. Like it's not like they didn't, they probably no, didn't they have probably like disposal didn't. laws. No. Well, that's biohazard bags. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that has a lot to do with the dance. Like seriously. Although this next, um, this next tidbit of info, mm-hmm. I think it's very, very coincidental of this. If, if our theory of just someone coming down with like a wheelbarrow, <laughs> Okay. Is is true. This is just very wildly coincidental. So to add to the wildness of the case, it was reported that one of the body parts was thrown over the rails to the stately manner of the one and only Mary Shelley, the author of Frankenstein, which is a macabre tale involving random body parts strung together. So Ooh. art imitating life, a real life Frankenstein monster maker running around London in 1889. Ooh. 
maybe she had something to do with it. Well, she has actually been long dead. She girl died in 1851, but perhaps she did live on though after being reconstructed and shocked back to life and was searching for a gal pal to grunt around the English countryside with. So Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe this was all like you know, commemorating her wonderful works or something. Ooh. Some like super fan is just like taking all these body parts from the freaking medical university and they're just like throwing them around the river and they're like, someday it will end up on her her doorstep and it will make everybody yeah. happy and remember her wonderful writing. Yeah, we're going to bring back Mary Shelley. She's going to come back and sprinkle us with her wonderful words yes. of wisdom and macabre nature, we love her. We demand a sequel. <laughs> we want a bride for a monster. Yes. And a son, perhaps. Will the monster ever talk, or will he ever link up with the wolf man? Who knows? <laughs> this, maybe it was like the people that eventually made the Universal movies. Ooh, that would be an interesting it was like, twist. Maybe this person was like a teenager and was like, hey, you know what? I kind of want to like make my own monsters. Ooh. And film hasn't yet come out. Right. So fi film was still years away. And he's like, oh, God, I just want to, like, make all these monsters. And I'm going to start with Frankenstein because he's fucking wonderful. I Which love... Frankenstein was actually the the guy. He no, he's the, the monster. monster. Yeah, I Well, this. technically, I mean, okay, so it depends on how you look at things. All right. So Frankenstein creates the monster. Yes. All right. That is known in the book as the monster. the monster. But if you think of it in, like, a philosophical way, Frankenstein is the real monster for doing that Ooh, work. Yeah. Baha. <laughs> Deep thoughts. But like, yeah. it's like, you know, or if you're going to make a monster, you're going to name it after yourself because you want your, uh, your creation to live on. The, he, he just calls him the creation or the monster, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? He, like, wasn't good in the name department, apparently. Yeah. So. You couldn't even just call him, like, you know, Freddy or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, in July, now it's July 1889, and... We're, this is where things kind of cross over with uh, Jack the Ripper, okay. possibly. So we might. This is like a Law and Order crosses over with another show. Oh, with like Homicide: Life yes. on the Street. So now Love it's those like crossovers. <laughs> so now like Detective Munch. <laughs> yes. From Homicide and later on SVU. Yes. He has to like work with another district. So we're getting a crossover episode right here of the Th possibly the Thames River. Torso er and Jack the Ripper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Whitechapel. Um, which is where Jack the Ripper terrorized. They woke up one morning in July 1889, awakened to the possibility of another Jack the Ripper crime, when a known prostitute uh, named Alice McKenzie was found murdered in the heart of the district. I think Jack the Ripper crimes had already stopped. So they then began like thinking, oh wait, is Jack back in business? Or... <laughs> Like, is this the Torso River Killer? Like, so, like, things are confused. And now it's, like, in the Ripper's backyard. It's, like, now they're kind of, like, all right, who who was murdered here? There's a there's a murder, murder. like, war going on. Yes. So it's, like, oh, no, mine are better, and no, mine are better. And mm -hmm. they're just having a feud, a turf war, as it were. Yes. So now it's September 10th, and Police Constable William Pennant was walking along his beat in a in Whitechapel when he discovered the torso of a female under a railway arch. Hmm. So as in the McKenzie case, this murder created a flurry of police activity in the district. And within minutes of finding the body, uh, the commissioner and assistant commissioner of uh, police, as well as numerous detectives who had been s engaged on the Ripper investigation, were on their way to the crime scene. And uh, officially, the, the police were, like, they were in place, like, they wanted to place 
the murder in the same category as the rest, like unsolved of the Thames type. Okay. So this is the Thames Rivo killer, we think, because yeah. this is his MO. So right. I think I think officially I think they packaged Alice McKenzie to Jack the Ripper. Okay. They're, maybe because they found a full body? I don't know. We yeah, because like, they really haven't been finding any heads yes. of the Thames torso. Yeah, they're just finding random body parts. But yeah. this is like where they start to cross over, and they're now trying to like work with each other and try to figure out what's going on. Right. So this is what I'm going to talk about now. Because um, that, that, I think that technically was the last murder. The last okay. murder of the, the weird murder. But um, they began now working together, trying to figure out what's going on. And they're like, hold on, hold on. We need to cue up the flashback music because this, this reminds me of something that happened like way back in 1873. So a Thames pat- police patrol officer near um, Battersea picked out of the water the left quarter of a woman's trunk. And then soon after, another, dis- another discovery was made, including a right breast at Nine Elms, the head at Limehouse, a left forearm at Battersea, a pelvis at Woolwich, almost completed a body. Like this is weird because they found a head. So this is like... New. Right. Well, not new. This has happened in the past, but it was like newer-ish. So. Yes. Yeah. As in many of the cases that began in 1887, there was an almost daily report in the press during the month of body parts being found. So, of the advice of the Acton chief surgeon, uh, Dr. Bond um, was at, this. Dr. Bond was involved in this back in eight, like a decade or so before. Maybe he was the one doing it all. It could be. Uh, so, as in they, they were like, you know what? I had this fucking great idea. Let's reassemble the body. And just like hang it in the fucking town square. And we're just going to have people come by and just look at the body and see if they can like recognize this person. But um, That's pretty gruesome. They ran into a pickle, though. They, ran into, <laughs> they had a problem. They weren't, they, they had the head, but they weren't like sure how to like display the face because the nose and chin had been cut off and the head was mostly scalped. That doesn't give you much to go on if you're trying to figure out who this person was. <laughs> so they just decided, all right, let's just take the face, the face that we have, and just like fit it as naturally as possible over a butcher's block. So they like spread it out, put it over a butcher's block. And this was kind of like an early attempt at forensic reconstruction here. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Weirdly enough, in this instance, my mind creeps towards that Doctor Who episode with the lady whose face is stretched in a frame, and she begs aloud, moisturize me, moisturize me. Yes! Oh my god, yes! (laughs) She makes an appearance in a few different episodes. Sorry, did I just kick you? I didn't know if that was your foot or Toby, so I was like, Yeah, it was me. yeah, she. I think her name's Cassandra. Yeah, yeah, Sounds and Cassandra. she she actually like tries to take over a, a, somebody else's body in one of the episodes um, because she wants to be youthful again and be in an actual body and not just be her face begging for moisture. Yeah, so that's what I just picture. Like they just stretch this face out and was like, yeah. "Hey, does anyone know who this is?" And <laughs> everybody's like, "What the fuck?" Like thousands of people showed up, mostly out of like morbid curiosity to view the body. Right. And this included dealers in horror. Do you know what a dealer uh, in horror is? No. All right. But I feel like this they're making money off of atrocities in some way. Yes. This is like faces of death. Stuff oh, okay. Right so they didn't have video, really. Photography right. was kind of like still kind of newer-ish. It wasn't like fully developed. Mm-hmm. Pun, I guess. I don't know. Ha, <laughs> ha. So people would show up and they just sketched real quickly like what they saw. Oh, yes. And this okay. happened a lot on, like, especially on the Jack the Ripper cases and on this Thames Rivo Torso case. So right. people would show up, go to the crime scene, 
make like a mental picture of it, run home and draw what they saw. And then they would go to like the street corner and sell like these, these drawings. These macabre drawings. Yes. So yes. that's why whenever you're like looking at this case, you look at pictures and see these like crazy ass pictures, like drawings of what happened. Yeah. This is like what they are. Like some of those still exist and well, yeah, there's totally shared. some interesting drawings in this article that <laughs> I was looking at, and um, one of them's like kind of gruesome. It's a dismemberment murder of woman, and uh, it says the last victim of Jack the Ripper? Question mark. Yes. Um, yeah. So like, this is like illustrated news, and you can see like a guy like lifting up a piece of carpet or something and there's just like a body part underneath it it's pretty gruesome yeah so like that's they would just go to the crime scenes and just draw what they saw yeah so i don't know i have this um, is like early days of um crime scene photographers yeah. only these people wanted to make money off of it they weren't like you know just looking to capture evidence yeah the police yeah so i think they like sold things to the newspapers and to people on the streets who were like curious so yeah um, but I do have some written word from the Lance, the Lancet, um, which was a popular Ooh. magazine at the time. So, contrary to the popular opinion, the body had not been hacked, but dexterously cut up. The joints have been opened, and the bones neatly disarticulated. Even the complicated joints of the ankle and the elbow. And it is the only, and it is only at the articulations of the hip joint and shoulder that the bones have been sawn through. It does sound like it could be, like, medical cadavers. Like, right, so, yeah. Because, like, they cut off body parts, like, meticulously joints and stuff like that. And it wasn't, like, just breaking shit apart and hacksawing and stuff. And they never identified any of the bodies, so it's kind of, like, none. And it's a city, so, like, people would never report it missing. Right, so exactly. So we don't know. Were these bodies donated to science? Or were they, you know, people... Vagrants. Vagrants that were killed and then donated a to whores. science? Ladies of the night. Yes. <laughs> so, Ladies of the evening. The police, or whatever the police were at this time, um, they they still kind of believe that they were willful murder against some person or persons unknown. So okay. the government offered a reward of 200 pounds, and they, they would pardon anyone who was like an accomplice or knew anything about it. Like maybe they were like the wife of the murderer or something. And no one ever came forward, no arrests were ever made, and the case remains unsolved even to this day. So Hmm. nothing. They don't know anything about this. It's body parts found all over London at the same time as Jack the Ripper. Hmm. So that's what we have to go on. Yeah. Very, very spooky stuff. I mean, this does span quite a, a good amount of time too. I feel like... Maybe there was more than one murderer. Could be. Not necessarily just the Jack the Ripper and then this other guy, but like this spans like what a couple of decades. Mm, at least two, yeah, at least two. Yeah, so three, possibly three. Yeah, so it just it seems like the more likely would be the medical aspect because it's that's still going to be an ongoing where some guy could have died, you know in that time frame who knows how old he would have been when he started but people live longer now than they did then the killer just died of natural causes and just stopped or uh you could even think maybe the thames river the thames river torso air and jack the ripper were like flatmates and they're like oh yeah watch this i'll fucking do this and then jack was like oh yeah trying to one-up each other yeah like maybe they were in like a bet like a sick bet it's entirely they're just trying to like see who can get the most um 
press and obviously jack the ripper one because like we don't really hear about this that right often. he's he's the one that's like talked about more and yeah. i think wonder i kind of wonder if that's maybe because you found more of the bodies yeah and they like jack i think the they, they knew i think the identities of a lot of the people which i right. think adds like a personal level and people are like oh my god like i know who this person was yeah sally yeah. is where i used to go to get my nightly blowjob or something yeah she gave great head <laughs> oh she just um knocked me out of my breeches literally and figuratively <laughs> We loved her. She was a great, she was a great lay. She didn't give me the clap. <laughs> she was clean. She showered daily. Or weekly in yeah, this case. Yeah, weekly. That's about right for... She had, she had bath water. Yeah. She bathed in the yeah. river on a daily basis. Yeah. No, she didn't bathe in the river. Maybe well, she... they thought it was clean, you oh, know? Yeah. In this beautiful water that we could just travel down to and just splash our faces with. Yeah. Get rid of these... Ugly acne scars. Yeah. <laughs> you want clear skin? Go to the Thames. <laughs> do wonderful things for your skin. It'll make you look youthful. It'll basically be a chemical peel. Yeah, it'll be at your, you'll, you'll appear youthful at your ripe old age of 27. Yes. <laughs> you want to live forever. You want to look like a, like a baby's bottom? Go to the Thames. Yes. <laughs> Lots of sexy time at the Thames. <laughs> We have, we're down there in our modest bathing suits. Yes, our, our full body <laughs> yes. men's bathing suits. Well, we have such grand old time down there. We love it. It's great. Come down there on a nice summer day. Bring, your, bring a copy of uh, Ebenezer Scrooge's <laughs> Christmas carols and we'll, we'll talk about them in July. Yes. <laughs> like it just happened. Yes. Oh, lots of lots of it's a hootenanny down here come to us <laughs> oh hootenanny that's a good word yes it's a hootenanny and then after that we're gonna go we're gonna go to we're gonna go is Sherlock Holmes out yet we're gonna go watch Sherlock Holmes <laughs> alive on stage <laughs> I don't know when the, when uh, the books were written I don't know either. <laughs> but they say it was based on the some of it was inspired by Jack the Ripper so maybe Sherlock came later it might have been yeah, yeah. um yeah that, that's a murder like that's like a thing that we know that happened. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not like a supernatural thing unless this killer crosses through time and space. Ooh. Yeah. That's possible. We'll get into that in the Jack the Ripper episode. Maybe, huh? yeah. Oh, yeah. When he appears in like the outer limits. And, oh, yes. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, next week, though, I think, I think next week we should get a little wild there. What do you okay. think? Okay. Um, how wild are you thinking? Are you thinking uh, Motherload. Look at the skies yes. there. Yeah. It's just picture yourself. It's uh two o'clock in the afternoon wherever you are hopefully it's a warm day you're outside with your dog letting them tinkle in the field and you look up and you see some very odd straight line yes. clouds feathering across the sky like a like an arrow yes <laughs> like a swift arrow and, they, and you just stop and wonder hmm i wonder what's in those and could it be causing me bodily harm yeah is that why i'm getting these rambunctious headaches every day yes it's it's not the qu large quantity of booze i'm drinking on a regular basis no it must be from the sky it's from these chemtrails chemtrails yes uh, so next week we're gonna talk about fucking chemtrails we're excited we're finally gonna do it yep we're getting get down ready dirty. get ready get your notebooks yep. get your pencils ready your magnifying glasses yes look for clues yep because we are going to solve the case of chemtrails, girl. We're going to do it. Yeah. So, as always, look into the sky and you will see chemtrails. Chemtrails are everywhere. <laughs> Deuces? Deuces. <laughs>